Their newest music is unbelievable. So let's welcome to the show, Hooker Spit. Thank you so much for having me, man. Oh, my pleasure. And uh, yeah, I was checking out your new music. And one of the things I really dig about it is that, you know, I come from a time where you had like threat and the beginning of thrash, the beginning of death metal, and I love the combination of the two, and that's the vibe I got when I was listening to your new music. Hey, thank you so much. So tell us a little bit about you guys, you know, for the listeners that have never heard you before, you know, give us a little bit of the history of you guys. Uh, yeah, we're uh, called Hooker Spit. We're from Red Deer, Alberta in Canada. We play melodic death metal, uh, or at least our uh, our take on it. We've been around since 2018, established ourselves in 2021, did a bit of a feeler with, uh, with our demos and our artwork style, seemed to get a warm reaction from it, so we went ahead and uh, started the band and uh, made it what it is to be today. Well, there you go, and I, I do dig the artwork, even like... We're on Skype right now, and I'm looking at your profile pic, and it it's, like, just totally cool. And I'm all about artwork, too, because, you know, back before we had, like, MP3s and, and streaming, you know, it was a whole experience when you uh, bought an album. You know, it wasn't just listening to music. It was experiencing all the artwork and everything combined. It's all artistry. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I grew up in the cassette and CD era. Vinyls are making a comeback now, which is super cool. And, uh, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, uh, every time I went to the CD store, I'd go on the metal and rock section and, like, picking out a new book. You know, what what am I going to find out today? Yeah, totally. And I think it's pretty cool that, so you started in 2018, but, you like, the fact that you start off and then the pandemic happens, but you find a way to create great music regardless of the barrier that was put in your way. But I, I totally believe that one of the good things about the lockdown was some of the best music would come out of it because artists like you could actually create instead of being on that hamster wheel that you're normally on. Yeah, no, it, re- it really worked out. Uh, the pandemic was, for me at least, and Hooker Spit, it was a bit of a blessing in disguise. It gave us the opportunity to invest in some uh, recording equipment, app modelers and whatnot, and then gave us a lot of time to learn how to use them and record ourselves to get out what you guys are hearing today. Isn't it amazing, too, that you know we're in a time where you as an artist, you don't have to rely on anybody. You can, you can rely on yourselves. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's uh, it's really nice. You know, we don't have to go out there and grind it out looking for a record company that wants to pick us up and give us a, a loan of 30K to do it. We just do it ourselves and push it ourselves. We're, we're working with uh, uh, John Asher from Asher Media Relations. He's He's been great for getting us out everywhere, even getting us in contact with you. Yeah, he is great for sure. And it is great when you're an artist, too, to be able to kind of control your creativity. Because a lot of times, you know, when they do give you that upfront money like you're talking about, that they tell you how the music should be. And you get to know, because only you as the artist knows what you want it to sound like. Yeah, absolutely. And then, like, we write music that we like to hear and that we find pleasure in playing and that challenges us tech in technical ways of our instruments. And, yeah, if uh, you got a record label in the mix, it would be too many cooks in the kitchen. It wouldn't even be us anymore. It would take the magic out of it, you know? Yeah, I saw that firsthand back in the 80s when, uh, when that was going on. And I think that's... I mean, it's like great that you can just be totally expressive because I think that's really what makes the music great is when the artist is truly being themselves and because they have to have fun doing it. You have to enjoy doing it. And if you're going to enjoy it, that transfers to everybody listening or at a live show for sure, which speaking of which, you got some live shows coming up, right? Uh, yeah, we just announced uh, Western Canada Tour in support of the album, uh, trying to get a, get out of the province a bit and expand our web and uh, fan base and, uh, you know, get it out there to as many people as we can. We're going to be doing our pre-release show in Edmonton, July 21, release show in Red Deer, then we're playing Loud as Hell, which is the uh, biggest metal festival in Western Canada. We're super super excited for that one got bands like jungle rod and narcotic wasteland on there and even even hometown heroes uh from city over in calgary like horrify and it's it's great we're we're, we're really really excited for it uh we'll even be going down to vancouver we're gonna be going down to saskatchewan and yeah, hopefully uh, next year we'll be doing the East Coast and maybe a bit of the U.S., depending how it is with work visas between our two countries. Yeah, that would be cool. That'd Because I go and I cover all the festivals here in the U.S., and that would be cool to have you on some of them because uh, you definitely would fit in. That's that. That's a relief to hear. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, we we love the states. I mean, we always see so many great festivals happening over there. Myself, I've traveled out a few times uh, to your neck of the woods. Uh, I did uh, what was it, Riot Fest in uh, in Chicago. Oh, I've yeah. done seventy thousand tons of metal out of uh, uh, Miami. There, that was that was fun times. Ozfest and Notfest, uh, and uh, that's just you know tip tip of the iceberg. You guys got it bunch of stuff going on all the time it's great well that's cool i i can't wait to see you guys come here soon for sure and then so your debut album crotch splitter i love the name yes. of that album thank you <laughs> uh that's out in july and so i want first i want you to talk about the artwork on that album because <laughs> i love it yeah, absolutely. The uh, our artist is a longtime friend of mine. She goes by uh, Paleoraptor Online. 
she's done our demo art and even my profile uh, pic and all, all the hooker spit stuff. We're hoping to build a real Iron Maiden relationship with her in that sense. But yeah, Crotch Splitter uh, came up uh, <laughs> talking about uh, songs that are panty removers. And I mentioned the Poison song to my other guitar player. And he's like, oh, bro, that's a real Crotch Splitter. And I look at him like, what would <laughs> you say? That's fucking hilarious. So we ended up naming the so we ended up naming a song called Crotch Splitter. And then we're like, hell, we got to call the album Crotch Splitter. We're named Hooker Spit. So from there, we kind of played around with how we're going to do the art. The best politically correct way to do it was girl on girl violence, because then we don't hopefully not piss off too many people. But I mean, that's already happened. It's inevitable in this day and age. <laughs> um, yeah, and sure. uh, yeah, we drew up a rough drunken sketch of uh, our mascot, Skrella, about to hack up this chick with a chainsaw from the and the albums from the chick's perspective. Sent it off to Palea, and she gave us a little bit of feedback. She's like, all right, you guys want to go all out gory with this, or you want to keep it classy? So we decided to keep it classy, to, just to kind of keep the algorithm gods happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it definitely is cool. And, you know, if I were buying albums the same way I did in the old days, that would be an album I would buy. And what I mean by that is you look at the album cover, and you don't even know what it sounds like, but you look at it and you know it must be must be good music. That that's the best way I could describe it. And uh, I think you get that with that. And then, you, uh, White Lighter. Tell us about that single because that that's pretty badass and it's kind of it's got a message to it. Yeah, so uh, Daniel, he deals with all the lyrics. I don't touch any of that. I just write the melodic structures and then bring it, br bring that to him. Uh, lyrically, uh, from <laughs> the top of my head, it's uh, about uh, organized religion and burning churches practically. And, you know, uh, none, none of us have a lot of love for organized religion. Musically, hell, at the time I was listening to a lot of Burn the Priest and Early Lamb of God, and uh, I had some ideas, started putting stuff together in Reaper, and uh, yeah, that's what, that's what we ended up coming out with. Nice. And yeah, you know, it's interesting because kind of vibe I get is, you know, organized religion, like it, at, at one point in time might have been different, but I think in 2023... It really, it's done more harm over history than good sometimes, and a lot of times. And Absolutely. So it's time to leave it in the past and move forward to something better for human beings. Yeah, I mean, there's so many people still healing from, you know, all the bad stuff that shit's done to people. Exactly. And, you know, to me, if, if there's going to be a god, it should be a... a so a loving God, not a punishing God, so to speak. And I think that's that's really the world that we should go into. Oh, absolutely. I mean, hey, we're we're living in the future, man, and the future is what we're going to make of it. Yep, no doubt. And in the metal family, we're all about love. We're like one big uh, family, and that's what's cool about it. So, you know. 
Yeah, man. No, you're and you're right there too. And out of uh, all the festivals and events I've gone to over the years, and amongst different genres of music, metalheads are just the most welcoming people. Even in the mosh pit, you know, it looks violent, but you go down and you got like 20, 30 hands pulling you back up. Exactly. You know, it's funny because I just got back from doing radio coverage at Download Festival. And, oh, nice. And, and yeah, and it had Metallica headline two nights, Bring Me to Horizon headline one night, and Slipknot another night. And I was trying to explain to my brother's mother, who's like 87, what a mosh pit is. Because she was following my stuff on Facebook and saw that I was in the pit, but she didn't really know what that meant. And I was trying to explain how, you know, people look from the outside and they think they see violence and people out to hurt and maim people. And it's the exact opposite of that, you know. And even in, like, the most brutal of pits... You're not really in there looking to hurt anybody or getting hurt. You're just, it's a healthy way to get out all of the things that bother you. So you don't hurt people, is my opinion. Yeah, exactly. It's a great way to blow off sweat. I mean, hey, for me personally, my, my favorite pets are like testament style. You know, you're yeah. you're going in a circle pit and then a circle just keeps getting wider and wider and wider. It's, it's awesome. How was download this year? Did you guys get a lot of rain? Actually, no, there was no rain. Unbelievably, the weather was like almost perfect. It, it You know, it was actually too hot <laughs> to be on, if you can believe that. Like it was wow, literally uh, too hot. That's, uh, that, that's a first for drown load. <laughs> I know, exactly. Like we were so lucky. That's why I say it was perfect because even though everybody's complaining about how hot it was, I'm like, well, it's better than... Uh, you know, rain. And like last year at Hellfest, it was 104 degrees the first weekend. So that's. Yeah, hot. France always gets it pretty bad, though. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, I love that you said that about the Testament style because that's where I come from. Like, I was at Slayer's first gig ever, I was at Metallica's first gig ever before they gave a label of thrash. Uh, so I'm a total old school thrash moa. And then we used to, uh, you know, when they that's left. Local. And went up to Bay Area, we, me and my bro, we used to hitchhike up to Bay Area to go see Testament, Exodus, and Slayer, and Metallica, all in like the iconic thrash metal clubs back then. Wow, man, that must have been quite the sight to see. It uh, must be quite interesting seeing it all grow over the years, too, into what it is today. Yeah, it blows my mind, you know. It, it's funny, too, because like, back in the day, you'd have 25 people at a show, and then you go do a festival like Download and there's 100,000 people. It, it's like, it kind of blows my mind, you know? Uh, and we never thought that's what it would be. You know, it was always like, you know, if it got on the radio, it was no good anymore. I remember when the Black Album came out, we're like, oh, effing posers. Oh, we're not listening to them anymore. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, we had, I was at the first ever crossover show. Uh, I was telling this story over the weekend where it was the first time you had punk and metal at one show because, like, when you were a long hair, you couldn't go to a punk show and, and vice versa. And it was at this Sun Valley Sportsman's Lodge, which 
it's like what's called in the states an elk's lodge it's like where the right you know the old guys sit around and hang out like like fred flintstone type of lodge and uh <laughs> there was no security and this uh the punk bands were coc before pepper so when they were hardcore punk suicidal when they still were more punk and you know they didn't cross over yet and then i i don't remember who the other band was but and then on the metal side it was savage grace possessed and dark angel and it was man those guys put on a good show oh it was the most iconic there was no security there at this like lodge and it was the most iconic insane show ever and it's funny because when i interviewed coc I interviewed them twice. One time I interviewed Mike and one time I interviewed Woody and both of them like remembered that show. I, I brought it up. And I'm like, you'll probably won't remember this show. And they're like, Oh no, that was the most iconic show ever. <laughs> it was. Epic. I, I, and I mean, this was like pre all the security stuff that went down. Cause I mean, after Dimebag got shot in the head on the yeah. stage, that from what I understand that changed it all. Yeah. So this was back in, it must've been like, 83 or 84 or something like that oh man yeah the heydays <laughs> yeah 100 percent. so yeah uh so i love it when because you said about the pit and i look at some pits now and i'm like that's not a pit you know sometimes no, you know yeah like it, you look at the hardcore guys with the crowd killing and that's like holy fuck man yeah, what's that all about? Like, that's not what the pit's about. And, like, when you describe the circle pit, that is what it was about. That was a, what it was before it was even called moshing, you know? And to me, that those are the real pits. And you have it in every genre. I mean, like, Ska has a, a circle pit. It's just not as fast and not as, you know, brutal, you know? But every genre has the circle pits. And I, that's my favorite. Because when you got people in there just doing whatever... <laughs> It's kind of weird to me. Yeah. And like, I mean, walls of death, those are like visually pleasing to see. Now I'm in my 30s, yeah. so I can't really go in them anymore. Right. Uh, unless I don't <laughs> want to move for a few days after that. But yeah, no, circle pits are the way to go for me as well. There you go. It's, uh, and, it's, and it's always nice when they, when they pop up at our shows. It's a crazy feeling that uh, people move like that for our music. Yeah. And, you know, I always think about, what it must feel like as an artist to be up on stage looking at the pit, you know, opposed to being in the crowd. Like it, it must be so surreal, like that these people are doing this for your music. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's my favorite feeling in the world. Uh, personally, I, I, I like doing both. I like being in the pit. I, I, I like being on stage as well, but watching down, it's just crazy. Some of the, <laughs> <laughs> so some of the stuff that goes down and seeing freaking crowd surfers and well, our shows are pretty small. We don't have security guys at the front. So when they get there, when you're, they're crowd surfing, they pretty much just land on our pedal boards. And there's been a few times, you know, buddy kicks in my Wawa pedal, but it's, it's whatever. I, I love that shit, man. It's hilarious to watch. Yeah, that it's cool that you love it because that's old school. Like, because back in the day, we used to just get up on the stage with the bands and like all kinds. You could It was pretty much a a free-for-all, but nobody fucked up anything, you know? It was, yeah, everybody there was, was, there was cool. respect. Yeah, total respect. Well, 
And I have total and I mean, respect for you guys. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Say what you're going to say. Uh, the amount of technology that gets brought on stage. I mean, now you got all these bands playing with backing tracks and stuff. For Selves, we're, we're more on the traditional end. We we use in-ear monitors, but we still just straight amps and effects. No, no computers going on. And I'm all about that, too, because to me, that's a true musician. You know, I always used to think, even back in the day when the, the technology started coming out, it's like I used to think, well, anybody can push a button, but it takes a real musician to play an instrument. Absolutely. And, I mean, I, I try to stay true to that even when we were recording the album. We did a bit of doubling here and there, but 99% of what you hear on the record, you're going to hear live. See, I love that, too, because that's the true testament, and you know, is... Do they sound as good or better live? You know, because to me, that's how I've, you know, got into some of my favorite bands is from live, not from studio. Yeah, no, totally. And I mean, then you got some guys out there that take it to the next level and they'll improv their solos live. Uh, we're not those guys, but I mean, <laughs> hey, seeing Zach Wilde do that shit up on stage is freaking amazing. I know, right? It, there's a rare few, though. That's for sure. So, They're a special breed. That's it. That's it. So I, I can't wait. I uh, have the new album coming out in July. Everybody's got to check it out. Why don't you tell everybody how they can connect to you guys on the web, on socials, how they can get the new album once it drops, all that good stuff. Yeah, totally. So uh, our debut album, Crotch Splitter, it's dropping uh, July 28 on all platforms. If you want to pre-order it, you can go to our Hookerspit Bandcamp. We're doing vinyls and CDs for pre-order. And you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. On Instagram by Hookerspit Official and on Facebook just by Hookerspit. You'll know it's us because of our artwork. There it is. And I love it. I love your artwork. Love the new music. Everybody's got to check it out. Thanks for giving us such great artistry. And thanks for being on the Adventures of Pipe Man. Hell yeah, thanks so much for having me, Pipe Man. Thank you for listening to the Adventures of Pipe Man on W4CY Radio.